Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it giving you wisdom from his word and instruction for living and making right choices in life? That's what I want this podcast to do is to help you hold fast to the word of God and the instruction he gives us in scripture. The book of Proverbs chapter 8 says, Does not wisdom call and understanding lift up her voice? On the top of the heights beside the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the door, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and O fools, understand wisdom. Repetitively throughout the scripture, God calls us to learn Him, to know of Him, to be able to meditate on what's true about Him and His judgments and His statutes about living this life. That's the way that we begin the, the accumulation of wisdom, to have the proper tools to live life in obedience to God. Great to have you today. We are continuing our journey through the uh, gallery of fools, this rogues gallery that we should um, be uh, informed about and strive to avoid as quickly as possible. Uh, The Bible tells us also in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 4, whoever is simple, whoever is naive, let him turn in here talking about to wisdom. To him who lacks understanding, she says, come eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. So constantly we are encouraged to do due diligence and to come before the Lord and to read in his word that which will help us to navigate this life. We have looked at pethi, the simple, the silly, the foolish. We've looked at kasil, a Hebrew word for a troublemaking, thick-headed, arrogant, big-mouthed, unteachable fool. And we last time looked at avil, uh, somebody who is constitutionally incapable of, uh, of instruction. He cuts everybody off. Somebody who is just arrogant in that. Uh, and then today I want to finish two more fools. Uh, The Bible in the book of Proverbs uses two different Hebrew words to describe further fools that we need to be aware of. So as we walk down the hallway of this gallery, the next one that we come to is one that you've read about if you've done any Bible reading at all. Uh, We will remember that you meet him near Mount Carmel during the days when David was a fugitive from Saul. David came face to face with one of these. Uh, and it nearly resulted in tragedy and bloodshed. Uh, you will remember a woman named Abigail. Uh, she, she was a lifesaver in her experience for her husband. You'll remember that David and his uh, soldiers were guarding on, uh, in the days when he was on the run from Saul, he was guarding the, the, uh, the, sh- uh, the sheep of this man whose name was Nabal. And he, of course, uh, was very churlish, as the word is used, an English word that s- simply means to be absolutely, uh, you can't work with him. He's somebody who has no civility or graciousness. Uh, he's difficult to work with and deal with. He's just somebody that's intractable in all of his character. His ungrateful churlishness prompted even his good wife, Abigail, to acknowledge in First Samuel twenty-five twenty-five. As his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. That's what the scripture teaches. 
the word Nabal is a Hebrew word, and it means somebody who is a fool. You only encounter him four times in the book of Proverbs, and it's it's good because we we are warned by that, like David, don't be goaded into taking his punishment into our own hands because it's just not going to do any good because I know he is he's unforgivable unforgivably crass in so many numbers of ways but yet he's somebody that we need to recognize and avoid dealing with at all possible effort so Nabal uh, Nabal is that individual who is rude he's boorish he's misery he has a bad disposition. He's difficult to work with, and like a, a, a soil, sometimes he's just uh, nothing but trouble from the very beginning. And then I want to deal with the last one today because I have another intention for the next podcast. But the last one that I want to look at during this podcast is the last fool that's mentioned as we stroll down the corridor of the rogues gallery, the fool's gallery, we come to the very last fool that the Bible mentions. And I think in many ways, this is the worst fool that Proverbs describes. It's the Hebrew word lutes. If I were to spell it in English, it would be something like L-O-O-T-S. Lutes, it literally translated is to make mouths at. That sounds weird, but you'll understand it better in a moment. Uh, we're unlikely to get through life without without encountering somebody like this. He, he is a scorner. That's how the Proverbs translates it most. If the mindset of Mr. Casil is dull and that of Mr. Avil is closed, the mindset of the scorner is one of mocking. Have you ever met anybody like that? It seems like to that person that, that every sacred and holy thing seems to be a target for uh, a sharp pointed witticism or statement or a nagging dig. He even makes mock of, literally scorns, sin in Proverbs 14.9. Most alarming, however, is the fact that he actively attacks those who try to counsel him. In Proverbs 9 and verse 7, it says, he who corrects a scoffer, a lutes, gets dishonor for himself. For he who reproves a wicked man gets insults for himself. Um, In view of that kind of incorrigibleness, we're warned about even attempting to try to reprove him because in the next verse it says, do not reprove a scoffer, a lutz, for he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Uh, So if, if you attempt to reprove him, and admonish him. Instead, simply we are told that's not going to work so that we want to bring an end to strife and reproach. I simply just cast him out. In in 22, in Proverbs 22 and verse 10, the Bible says that this is probably your best course of action. Drive out the scoffer and contention will go out. Even strife and dishonor will cease. Don't even give them the time because a scoffer is so um, set against anything that is right and holy and just. Out there in the real world, the Bible says his own judgment is prepared for him. It says in 19 down in verse 29, uh, judgments are prepared for lutes, for scoffers, and blows for the back of fools. 
the one redeeming asset to his initial presence is that when he is smitten, when he is judged, when he has been put down, those on-looking simple fools literally will take note. It says in verse chapter 19, verse 25, strike a scoffer and the naive. So strike a lutz and the and the beginning one is pethi, the simple, um, will become shrewd. They'll smarten up. Uh, but reprove one who has understanding and he will gain knowledge. So the point being there, the text says that that's the one redeeming thing about this last kind of fool, a scoffer, is that when he is judged, those that are simple can actually look on and they can maybe become wise if they'll learn those lessons well. Let me close out with this one last observation in this this rogue's hall of fools. Um, when you really look closely and you put all these scriptures together about these fools that are listed throughout Proverbs, it really be- begins to become apparent that the reason why a fool is defective is not because of what's in his head, not that he's stupid, not that he's somehow uninformed, but literally it's because of his heart. Fools remain fools, not because wisdom is unavailable. After all, I read at the beginning of the podcast, she's crying aloud in the street. She's asking people to come in and be instructed and be taught. But fools remain so because they love their foolishness and they refuse God's counsel. You go back to chapter 1 and verse 22 through 25. That's explicitly what it says. God is so gracious to promise both his spirit and his words if they would come back to him. And I want to end with that particular thought even today, uh, that this is something that I I, I want us to be aware of. Verse 22 of chapter 1, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity, and the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge? Turn you at my reproof, God says. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. You don't want any of that. Well, the Lord is willing to heal and the Lord is willing to change. Do you find foolish traits in yourself today? Let me encourage you to heed God's call. Turn in. Be informed. Turn to God's reproof and He'll pour His Spirit out and give you the wisdom you need. God bless. Walk with God today.